Welcome to Sister Scriptorians, where we are devoted to learning, likening, and lifting others one principle at a time. Episode 30, Questions. We all have questions. When did that become a crisis of faith? Didn't Nephi have a great desire to know of the mysteries of God? When he was asked to leave Jerusalem and travel into the wilderness with his father, didn't he have questions? And didn't Nephi hear the words of his father's vision? And didn't he hear the things which his father spoke, being moved upon by the Spirit? And then didn't he have a desire to know these things for himself? So why didn't Nephi's questions or gap in understanding lead him to a crisis of faith? Why didn't he throw his hands up and say, I don't know what the prophet means. I'm not seeing it. I'm not understanding. I don't see the connection or the point. I'm not getting anything from this. Why wasn't he a part of the group of his brethren disputing with one another about what they had just heard? He wasn't a part of it because he was busy at work. He was working on his faith. He was practicing his faith. He was diligently seeking and pondering and questioning and humbling himself before God so that he could come to know for himself what the prophet of God had just spoken unto him. And this process, this process of personal revelation is so important and cannot be minimized or skipped. Our act of prayer, of seeking revelation, of searching the scriptures, and accepting the Spirit of God into our hearts is the formula for eliminating our rebellion and obtaining the necessary knowledge that we require to obtain peace in this life. It may not be an absolute knowledge, but it can be a peace that everything is as it should be and everything is working according to his plan. And because Nephi's brethren lacked confidence in where they stood with God, they hadn't even bothered to seek from him the answers that could bring them peace. Instead, they experienced all the emotions that the adversary offers us when we dabble in conflict with God. After Nephi reminded his brethren how to receive personal revelation, he then counseled with them, regarding their questions, and they had five of them. And as a note, I am grateful they asked. I am grateful that their seeking gave us and allows us to experience additional clarity because they asked. And I'm grateful that they asked Nephi, a seeker of truth. I'm grateful that Nephi worked hard to receive his own personal revelation that he searched and he understood the writings of ancient prophets, including Isaiah and Zenos. Because of that work that he did, he was then able to answer these questions coupled with the knowledge that he had just received from his vision or his personal revelation. His diligence has blessed my life. I I get to reap the blessings of his hard work as I work hard to diligently learn about the God I love, the Savior I strive to be like, and the path that I earnestly desire to follow. So Nephi's brethren had five questions. The first 
They desire to know about what their father meant when he spoke of the natural branches of this olive tree and concerning the Gentiles. And when we get to Jacob, we'll really review the allegory of the olive tree and we'll learn about the symbolism that Lehi refers to because he had studied the brass plates. So because he had done that, he could speak this language because he had studied the words of Zenos and Nephi had too. Their searching the word of God gave them an advantage of how a tree and its branches all fit together when talking about the house of Israel. As I have studied the words of Nephi, particularly this time around, I more and more hear the humility in his words when he asks, Are we not broken off from the house of Israel? Are we not a branch of the house of Israel? And if you stop right there, the magnitude of the answer to that question is surreal. They are broken off. And despite knowing the why, meaning the destruction of Jerusalem is coming and they were going to kill Lehi and so the Lord was sparing Lehi's life, despite all those whys for leaving, it doesn't change the fact that they have been separated from the house of Israel. And without the knowledge that the prophet Lehi gave unto them, this could be a cause for great despair, especially for Nephi, who had just witnessed the destruction of his people in a vision he received by the Spirit of God. The hope that the prophet Lehi planted in the hearts of his children was that despite being broken off, they will eventually be grafted back in or inserted back into the house of Israel once more. God will not forget his promises made to them. He has a plan and it will not be carried out fully in the days of Lehi or any of his sons. But the time will come many generations even after the coming of the Messiah and after the Gentiles have scattered the remnant of their seed. Lehi teaches through the Gentiles And why the Gentiles? Because the time will come in which the Lord will reveal his power to them. And because when the house of Israel had their opportunity, they rejected him. So he will manifest his power unto the Gentiles, and they will bring it back to the remnant of the seed of Lehi. And his seed will learn that they are a part, a branch, a branch that had been scattered of the house of Israel, that they are a covenant people. And they will come to know of their forefathers. And they will come to know of the gospel of their Redeemer, which had been ministered unto their fathers by him, the Messiah. And they will learn once again how to come unto him and be saved by him. And all of this knowledge, this beautiful and holy truth, will cause them to give praise unto their everlasting God. And they will be strengthened and nourished once again, by the true vine, by God, through his covenants that he intends to keep, they will no longer be confounded or confused, mixed up, ashamed, or in disorder. They will be organized through a gathering of the scattered house of Israel. And we, sister scriptorians, are the Gentiles that the scriptures promise the seed of Lehi and the remainder of the house of Israel who will come. We are the hope of Israel 
Our children are the hope of Israel. We are Nephi's hope. He saw us. And perhaps what got him through his grief was the knowledge that he could count on us. This clarification pacified the disputations of Nephi's brothers and caused them to humble themselves before the Lord. Their second question was, What meaneth the tree which father saw? Nephi simply answered, It represented the tree of life. And perhaps this was good enough for them because of their knowledge about Adam and Eve in the garden. That amongst the trees were two significant trees. The tree of knowledge of good and evil, which Adam and Eve did partake of, and the tree of life, which to eat of that tree would cause one to live forever. Their third question was, What meaneth the rod of iron that led to the tree? Nephi answered, It is the word of God. And then he gives them a clear and plain truth that should resonate within our hearts. He said that whoso would hearken unto the word of God and would hold fast unto it, they would never perish. Neither could the temptations and the fiery darts of the adversary overpower them unto blindness to lead them away to destruction. We are promised here, if we hearken or listen to the word of God and hold fast unto it, and remember from episode 21, we're talking about confidence and eliminating any separation between us and God. And the promise, if we do that, is that we won't perish, that the temptations and the fiery darts, which are going to come, will not have the ability to overpower us or to blind us to God's truth by holding fast to the word of God, not with fear, but with confidence, we will not be led away to destruction. As a mother, I can't think of anything more important that I do with my time than ensuring that daily I am teaching my children to hold fast to the word of God. That's the reality of it. No matter how put out I may be in trying to make it all happen, How can I ignore these promises? It's exactly what my mother heart most desires. And because of Laman and Lemuel's questions, I have it answered for me. So thank you. The fourth question of Nephi's brethren was that they wanted to know the meaning of the river of water. And Nephi explained that the river of water represented filthiness that Lehi had been focused on other things, so he hadn't noticed or realized that it was filthy in his vision and that it was an awful gulf that separated the wicked from the tree of life and also from the saints of God. And thinking back on episode 28, in the analogy given that there are only two teams we can choose, remember that pit that was dug by the servants of the devil and how he was the preparator of it. Well, that's what the river of filthiness conjures up in my mind, this big gulf that is separating the wicked from the righteous. But Nephi says that Lehi also saw the justice of God, and it divided the wicked from the righteous, and this justice was as bright as a flaming fire, ascending up to God forever and ever without end. That sounds magnificent. That sounds safe. Finally, Nephi's brethren had one more question, their fifth. 
They desire to know more about the wicked and the judgments of them. They asked if this torment of them was to occur in the body, like right now in the days of probation in their mortality, while they're learning here on earth, or was it the final state of the soul after the death of the body? And Nephi answered, it was both. It's both temporal and spiritual. Temporal because we will be judged for the works we do in mortality, in our temporal bodies. And these are works such as works of faith, our works of taking on the name of Jesus Christ, our works in developing and becoming those Christ-like attributes that we're all striving for. And more, acts of service, acts of being Christ-like, the acts of using the atonement of Jesus Christ. And this is a plain and a precious truth that the Book of Mormon restores to us and leaves us without confusion as to what we should be engaged in doing here on this earth. Some Christians believe that you are saved by faith and grace alone. But we know and have these scriptures in 1 Nephi and others that support the Bible, which says, faith without works is dead. Nephi continues on to illustrate that if our works are filthy, then we are filthy. And no unclean thing can enter the kingdom of God, which then would be or become a spiritual death. The wicked will be rejected from the righteous, from the tree of life, which then keeps them away from the fruit of the tree, which is most precious and desirable above all other fruit. This fruit is the greatest of all the gifts of God. This gift is eternal life. And with all of that said, now flip it. The righteous are clean. The righteous dwell in the kingdom of God. The righteous are protected and separated from the wicked. The righteous will have access to the tree of life and to its fruit, the greatest of all the gifts of God, the gift being eternal life. Nephi's brethren remarked that thou hast declared unto us hard things more than we are able to bear. And this must have grieved Nephi's soul. I can only imagine what his inner thoughts were. Why would they identify with the wicked? Why wouldn't you want to strive to see yourself among the righteous? Why don't you find peace in knowing that God's justice will separate you as a bright flaming fire from those who choose wickedness? Or is it that you prickle at needing to hold fast to the word of God? Why might you feel oppressed by that? Nephi replied to them, He knew that he had spoken hard things against the wicked according to the truth. And the righteous have I justified and testified that they should be lifted up at the last day. Wherefore, the guilty taketh the truth to be hard, for it cutteth them to the very center. Nephi explained that if his brethren were righteous, they would be willing to hearken to the truth. They would choose to give heed unto it, and they would choose to walk uprightly before God. But they wouldn't murmur or believe that the truth is hard. During all of this conversation, Nephi exhorted his brethren, which means to strongly encourage. He used all of his energy of his soul, and he searched his mind and his heart using all the faculty which he possessed in order to persuade them to give heed to the word of God. And his brethren did humble themselves 
so much so that Nephi had joy and great hopes for them that they would walk in the paths of righteousness. These were good questions. The answers we received from their questioning have given us confidence to carry on, strength to trust more fully in God, and to know what we must do in order to be protected from the adversary. We needed them to ask these questions. You too might have questions, and I encourage you to not fall into the adversary's trap of becoming disillusioned by fearing that if you have questions, then you are automatically at odds with God. Seek, like Nephi, to obtain answers to your questions through personal revelation. Search, like Nephi, the Word of God to see what he has already revealed. Search the words of Latter-day Prophets. Come to understand. Gather all of that information and then pray. Pray to God that he will soften your heart and help you understand what all of it means. And if you are still puzzled, I ask you to pray for a Nephi to enter your life. Or perhaps you already have a Nephi. Go and ask your questions to them with an open heart seeking for your questions to be answered and work with them to learn the mysteries of God. Don't let your questions fester in the darkness and shame within you. Great spiritual strength can be found, even the elimination of our rebellion when we seek after gospel truths. It's time. It's time we kick the adversary out of this spiritual matter. His meddling has become a distraction. He's annoying. This spiritual matter is between you and the Lord. And let's not let the adversary pervert that anymore. Sister Scriptorians, you are the hope of Israel. Hold fast to the iron rod. Strive to partake of the fruit of the tree, which is the greatest of all gifts. And seek after the answers to your questions through personal revelation through searching the scriptures, through searching the words of the prophet, and by kicking the adversary out of this process. This holy journey you're on is between you and the Lord. Have a good day.